0: Isn't it amazing that even after almost five years, you can still find out something different about your partner? Ams with AJ on VFX. Good Monday morning, and I promise you I'm really not trying to gross anyone out, so I will try and uh, censor this as much as I can. But I was a little bit dehydrated this weekend, and this has only ever happened to me in one other situation. It caused me to be... um, Well, let's just say backed up a little bit, right? And miserable. I was miserable all day yesterday, all morning yesterday, and most of the night and afternoon before, and was freaking out, thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. This really hurts. What do I do? And so, of course, being in a relationship for almost five years, there's not a whole lot that I can't tell my girlfriend. So... I talked to her though I, I would think the very noticeable trips I was to the bathroom every 15 minutes feeling like I got to go and can't uh were pretty obvious and they were so she asked as well and I'm like I'm I, I think I'm dehydrated I uh am, I'm backed up and it, I'm feeling miserable and she had to work uh Sunday morning and I'm texting her and she's texting me and I'm like I feel miserable I'm t- uh but she was like oh let me help you so we go into the bathroom She opens up our spare medicine cabinet where we've got the collection of all our hotel stuff that we got, the soaps, right? There's a basket of soaps we've taken, and she's got her her hair dryer and all that, and then she pops open this little box, and inside is nothing but medication for this type of situation. And I got to tell you, thank goodness, because eventually everything got taken care of. It was a long, like, 12 hours or so to deal with it after taking uh, well, ended up being two different kinds of medicines, but it was a long 12 hours. But thank goodness she had it on hand because I think it made all the difference in the world as it tried to come up with a solution to this. However, I was still a little bit blown away that in five years, almost five years of dating, almost three years of living in that apartment, two and a half, I had no idea... That not only do we have that medication, we have like a small shoebox-sized plastic container filled with stuff like that. It's just one of those things that I think getting in a relationship changed my life. Bats have completely changed forever for me now. Having a girlfriend with all the essential oils and bubble baths and Epsom salt, I now have no longer have to worry. Being backed up, never going to be a problem. (laughs) Not something I ever thought I'd have to say, but nope. So... Good news, partner that I think is definitely going to be around long-term, however, making it to the next level of f- official, does that reset each time someone in your immediate circle does the same thing? Friend of mine is going to propose, and I feel like there's some kind of grace window I have to give him. The purpose of an engagement is for it to be a really special ceremony, commemoration, whatever word you want to use of your relationship, right? It's evolution to the next level and saying, hey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, AMs with AJ on VFX. So that being said, you can't really take anyone's thunder, right? That's why you bad luck to propose at someone else's wedding. It's the culmination of their proposal and you're stealing their thunder. My question is, is there a window that you have to give to people you know, like close people, like no offense, but... If me and some random other person decide to propose, well, hopefully somebody gets on their knees first because they get the moment, I think, but I'm not really concerned about that if I find out party of a party, friend of a friend of a friend, there's a proposal. However, around the holiday season, going into this year, like Christmas time, Thanksgiving, all that last year, a buddy of mine proposed to his girlfriend. Another friend of mine on vacation this week, he's going to propose. So it's been three months, three months, three months. And I'm not saying it's done on purpose, but these are my close personal friends, and I don't really want to steal their thunder. So not necessarily saying I was going to propose this month, next month, but I'm curious, is there a window you have to leave? Because I want them to be able to soak it in, right? There's the 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 doting. Everybody's going to be, oh, let me see the ring, freak out about that. And I don't want to take anyone's thunder. Not that I would, it's done intentionally, but I just feel like, The first thing I thought, besides congratulations, obviously, I'm not petty enough to be like, oh, you jerk, but I thought congratulations. The next thing I thought was, well, do I have to wait? Like, do I have to give them a window? Like, this is their moment. Do I have to wait three months, two months, a week? What is it? Because I I love them to death. There's very few people that I care about love them to death. So now that they're getting proposed, do I just, do I just, three months? Three months, I mean, a quarter seems fair enough, right? It's enough time for all the Facebook doting to get out of the way. I mean, maybe in a month, but three months seems like fair. I'm just curious. If someone in your friend group proposes, do you have to have, like, a little window there to let them have, like, all the adoration of all the shared people, you know? I feel like I should. And maybe, just maybe, this is a slight excuse for me to be like, <laughs> put it aside a little bit longer. Put it aside a little bit longer than decide. I don't know. It could be. I'm not saying it is, but it might. Wink. So, way ahead of Uber Eats, we as people eat things that aren't eats all the time. And after finding out that Producer Butters and uh, Mima, who are on the after show all the time, have, uh, well, they have experienced craving in a way that I do not know. What food have you eaten that just wasn't food? I will try not to gag yet again as I share these stories. Admitted at some point, curiosity, childhood, naivete, probably. Or just general stupidity has gotten us to eat something that was not food. AM's with AJ's the Gold's Gym debated 8 on V F X. While it is quite torturous, I feel like for both Mima and Producer Butters to say the way they experience cravings is by their mouth being like, mm, yes, I can taste it. And Mima admitting that maybe once in a while there's a craving for dirt. It is no dentures. When I was a kid, I was living with my when I visited my dad, we lived with grandma. And one night I went in to drink, get a cup of water, and there was already a cup there. And I pulled it up, I pulled up the cup, and I already had water. And I went to drink it, only for something to bump me in the face. It was my grandma's dentures. It bumped me in the face, and ugh, ah, gather myself here, gather myself. You actually, really, a lesson. If uh, we did that uh, earlier this week on the after show, what is some advice you wish you could go back and give younger you? For me, it would be avoid cups on the sink because we used to have one that was set aside for me and my brother specifically so we could brush our teeth and have a cup to rinse our mouths out with. And because of that, I trusted that cup if I wanted a drink of water. But because of that, there was the dentures. And then one time, I went to go get a drink of water because I actually believe I got dirt in my mouth, actually. And I went to, and there was water again in the cup already. So I went to drink it, and it turned out my brother had taken, we had this fish tank. And we used to have these cool little green and red fake, they're plastic gems, but they look so cool. We always thought they were like real precious stones. And so when we got rid of our fish after they all died, my brother was trying to clean them to keep them because he thought they were so cool. Well, it turns out he had put them in that cup with dish soap and was letting them soak. And I drank that cup of water, soap, and something that had been sitting in a fish tank for weeks on end. So I guess to that point, if I live a prolonged life, maybe just maybe I did try that fish tank cleaner that we found about yesterday, and uh, that's the excuse. Need to say that cup got thrown out, and I believe after that there was a rule set up that we were never leaving cups in on the bathroom sink ever again. That would be the piece of advice I might take myself for. No- that would change almost nothing about my future. I don't think there's a butterfly effect to that whatsoever, except that I don't just have these two disgusting moments. And there's like 10 seconds each of space. And that was totally worth it to develop the power and risk the future for. Uh, my brother had dog food. Uh, actually, my favorite my favorite brother's story in terms of not food is actually not even edible food. It's actually a can. So full disclosure, this was only happened one time. Doesn't, my parents don't allow it. But my my dad just decided he had a long week and he needed something to take the edge off. So he's having a can of beer. And he specifically told us, because at the time I had to have been, I I don't know, nine and my brother had to be about five, but he told us, don't drink that. It's not, it's for adults. Don't drink it. So he leaves. I'm not paying attention. And my brother takes a sip. My dad comes back and sits down. My brother turns there and goes, dad, I don't know what that is, but that is nasty. (laughs) It's like, you're not supposed to drink it. Not even a non-food search is my favorite reaction to that because he's the one that ate dog food as a kid. <laughs> I mean, let the lesson be, don't tell anyone not to do something like, don't do that. And they they probably will. So just if you avoided it completely, maybe just maybe they wouldn't have said anything. Still, to this day, my, my favorite brother story. Um, though, in terms of craziness, could be replaced on The Daily with the Florida not stories, right? And today, well someone just wanted a cold drink, and I didn't know there were special rules for that, and stealing a car doesn't go very well when police officers are inside it. I used to have a running joke cuz I loved uh CSI, the original the Vegas one. It was my favorite. And I used to think, "Man, is it kind of a dumb idea to put some of these shows on air cuz want to show people some of the ways to avoid getting arrested?" Oh, oh, oh younger AJ. Florida not A with A.M.'s with A.J. on VFX. No, 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 no. Because when in story number one, as we get to the two headlights of Florida not, a man tried to carjack two police officers. And this isn't one of those things where it's like, is that an undercover? Nah, they don't have the lamp on the side, which, by the way, driving home this weekend from Windover, there was a car that had the little lamp on it. It looked like an unmarked car and drive by. And it looked like a husband and wife just doing their thing. And maybe they were off duty. But it's very not nice for me trying to speed home. I'm just saying. Should take that lamp off so I won't have to worry about it. But this mark, this car was marked. These two police officers were in a marked police car and this dude was like, "No, no, no. This will work." Doesn't matter how many CSI's are on If he if he can't realize I probably shouldn't try and steal a police car from two cops that are on duty like they're no help that guy. And then there's of course headline number 2, a man went into a convenience store with a uh, duffel bag, which is always great, by the way. Uh, they're not going to notice that whatsoever. Apparently, he was, of course, busted walking out because, you know, people noticed that it had been filled up and turned out to be beer. He said, oh, I was just trying to exchange it for cold ones. Of course, you just want that delicious, frosty, cold beverage. Who doesn't want that? You have to pay for it, though. And also, you can't trade them in that way. Stupid. Stupid soap. Dumb of me, right? CSI was going to make a difference. No, because we have people like this running around. and going to make a lick of difference. We would, of course, never commit a crime. But if you're listening to Florida not, don't you think, man, I got to be like a serial mastermind compared to some of these people. Just a little bit. A little bit Florida now with A.M.S. with A.J. on VFX. I mean, okay, rule number one, rule number one, you can't steal a cop car that cops are in. And generally shouldn't steal, and of course, cop cars as a whole, because I'm pretty sure they've got at least like low jack or something on that so they can figure out where it went. But in story number one, a man decided he was going to carjack car. These two cops, fully marked police car. The guy did have a gun, but the police were able to arrest him without getting hurt because he tried to carjack it. Then realized, oh crap, there's cars in there. So then he decided to run away, in which case they chased him and we able to arrest him very easily without incident. What what was the plan there, man? What was the plan? Like, I'm so, again, I had this this weekend. I drove past a car that had a little, the little spotlight right on the mirror. And I think it was an undercover car. And inside was just a man and wife in normal everyday clothes. And maybe they were undercover cop. Just having a normal weekend. out. But it got me for a second. It's not one of those situations. Where even then I was suspicious and I slowed down and everything. This is a full black and white cop car. And you were like, I got this. Really? And again, we're masterminds because we also know that, frankly, bringing a duffel bag into a convenience store, I think is going to get some eyeballs on you. They're going to watch you to make sure. But a dude decided to go into his store. He uh, then, of course, left it with it fuller than it was when he came in. So, of course, they're like, hey, uh, by the way, you got to stop for a second. We just want to check this. He had tried to steal 12-pack of beer. And then when the cops, of course, showed up because this was so, so so difficultly thro- thwarted. He said, I was just trying to exchange warm ones for cold ones. Love that frosty taste, but man, it no, no. You can say something then. Why the whole hiding and sneaking suspicion? If it, It's just so easy. We're criminal masterminds. You and me, we are criminal masterminds because we 100% wouldn't fall for all that stuff. Apparently, we are vaulted to the top 1% of criminals. So with all that being said, the question is, which of the stories is from Florida? Because most dumb criminal stories are from Florida. And the question always is, okay, so it's going to be stupid, but it's going to be super stupid. And based on that, do you go with the dumbest in idea, which is trying to steal a marked actual black and white police cop car or do you go with the dumbest in execution which is bringing a duffel bag which of course is going to make people suspicious thinking they're not going to check you on the way out when you definitely like it's a convenience store it's not that big they've got cameras and mirrors everywhere so they can watch you and then of course C saying oh I just wanted to exchange for a cold one because I got to tell you it's tough it is tough but I think you go with story number one because I, again. They marked, it was a black and white cop car. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? Fortunately, that didn't happen in Florida. It actually, happened in uh, St. Louis. And it stinks because like just so close to both of them. Both of them are terrible. But again, I used to think growing up watching CSI and NCIS and all these cop shows, I was like, ah are they kind of creating a smarter criminal? No. Clearly, I think they're creating dumb ones because everybody thinks, what I, honestly, what I just said, which is, I'm smarter than that, but I wouldn't try and carjack a black and white cop car. Florida not on VFX. Speaking of ridiculous, though, this one, I think maybe borderline illegal. I'm not totally sure, but for a just cause, quote unquote, if, if, whatever reason you had to live at work, could you do it? Maybe, maybe we get a bunch of snow. Maybe because of COVID and you're fine, you decide to stick it out. If you had to live at work, how long could you do it? Let's say there's drastic snow conditions. Maybe you just want a break from the home life or for whatever reason, you just want to see how long you can get away with it. If you had to live at work, how long could you do it? Could you do it? AMs with AJ on VFX. The only reason it's caught my eyes because I've been told, been told before I got here that there were person or two that maybe just maybe made it a day somewhere on the work grounds and i immediately thought pathetic pathetic but in this housing market and with rent following right behind it anything you could do to save a few bucks i could understand being worth at least a little bit of consideration this has recently come up because a guy in seattle was unhappy that his job didn't pay him enough and he was uh running his lease had run out and couldn't find a new place because rent was terribly expensive, decided, well, two birds, one stone. I'll make that rent money or I'll make that work money stretch farther by turning it into paying for a living arrangement as well. And he moved into his cubicle and apparently still in Seattle, a bunch of people still working from home. So he was able to get away with it for four days, just sleeping under his desk because so few people were in there. He also documented the whole situation. HR found it, told him that he had to quit it or they'd fire him. And so he quit legitimately just quit the job and he did it for 4 days. And here's the here's the part that always gets me. When it comes to showering, it is not good for you to do it every day. But that being said, there's a pleasantness, right, you should generally care about in the workplace. How do you do that at work? How do you do that? There may or may not have been a coworker once upon a time, former coworker who weirdly enough would I don't know do something with water in one of the bathrooms? Didn't? Don't ask. Don't want to know. You see splash and splash and splash. A dude being there in 10 minutes, he comes out. I'm like, wait, what do we do? Just, just a quick wipe down, a little bit of work out there. What, what's going on? But I got to tell you, I'm not going to do it. But There's a shed out back that I don't think is warm, but there's a lot of space back there. And maybe just maybe come up with some t- camping equipment that I got. Put a little air mattress down. I think I could stash and hide back there for quite a while. I think I could do it. Ooh, is this how I finally afford a house? I secretly live in the shed, maybe in the VFX van, for months on end to save rent money. Ultimately, to finally, finally buy a house. Then I got to post a whole story about here's my inspirational story about how I save money and you can too to afford a house in this market. Oh, HR right now just typing up an email about how uh, when we make sure to when work is done to go home. We actually do want you to go home at some point in time. Somebody that should also go home and hopefully they don't park like this at the house because, man, it'd be easy to be like, oh, well, there's the house full of bad parkers. Is the park narkers this week. The two terrible parkers and uh, total opposites. We have someone who is clearly in a hurry and that justifies them being able to park however they want because it's just going to be a minute. And then we have someone who, uh, well, they're in no hurry whatsoever. And frankly, I don't know that they can figure out what a parking spot is. All the time in the world and unable to find a parking spot and no time in the world, therefore no need to find a parking spot, which is the most annoying for park ParkNorks this week on VFX. It's AMs with AJ. Nominee number one, there's spots here somewhere. And this one is just all sorts of confusing. This truck is parked with both wheels in a special needs spot. It's got its back wheels in a stripy rectangle. It's parked next to a light post. It is just completely and utterly lost. And well, it is at the front of the store, so maybe just maybe speed was the name of the game, but it just seems like this one is just moseying along with no concerns whatsoever as it just continues to look down and be like, I'll find one of these spots one day. Don't worry about it. This this is good for now. And then nominee number two, of course, is just, just the textbook definition of how to quick, quick stop park. This is how to quick stop park because they're right in front of, of a store and they've decided that because it's in such a hurry they can just 45 degrees in and they are taking up two spots not even close not even close to perpendicular with the sidewalk at the front of the store because it's just a minute you know it's the same excuse every time it's only going to be a minute it's only going to be a minute so it's fine i can do whatever i want laws or pause for just a second because i just need to run in and out and that's fine which one is worse the one that decided that they don't have any time, therefore they could park, granted, not taking up any spots they shouldn't, or the first one who apparently has no idea what's going on and is just happy to be there and is taking up like four different spaces it absolutely has no business being in. You decide. Utah's VFX on our Facebook, on our Instagrams, also on our Instagram story. Which nominee this week is the most annoying? You stumbled across, you're rolling up to this. Xfinity you're rolling up to this Walmart you see that and you go which one makes you just a little bit want to get out and yell at somebody Utah's VFX on our social media of course you see terrible parking safely submit to our social media Facebook Twitter Instagram Utah's VFX speaking of let's say borderline criminals who isn't guilty of a little bit of password sharing Doesn't matter what it is There's one that's, of course, on top of the list, and they may start finally cracking down. Is it a big deal, though, their password share? Netflix are the parents who threaten away to take Christmas. You know it's never going to happen. Ames with AJ on VFX. If you know what I'm talking about, maybe you were just a much more behaved child than I was, but my mom used to always threaten she was going to take away Christmas. Now, let me be very clear. Did I get into trouble? Yes. Was it anything that warned the threat of Christmas potentially being taken away? Absolutely not. But we've heard from Netflix before, oh, we're going to crack down on password sharing. And apparently they're supposed to start doing it again. They've encouraged it. They've encouraged it. And now apparently they've decided as their, their plans just went up, what, a couple months ago, that they're now finally going to crack down on it. And look, At some point, did I think they're going to? Maybe. But we've heard enough murmurs of them being like, well, maybe we'll do it to until it happens. Whatever. I don't believe you. Because honestly, who's to say it's not just a business strategy for them to say that? Some people to freak out, kick people off their accounts, who then decide to sign up for another one, and they see their numbers boost just a little bit. Maybe just maybe it's that kind of ploy each and every time. But my question is not, of course. Do share passwords? Because we do. And in fact, I will tell you the scam, quote unquote, to come. But are you concerned about sharing your password? Because I'm sure we'll hear some spiel about safety and all that. Uh, Natasha on the phone, are you sh- concerned at all about sharing your password? Well, why would I be worried? I mean, it's okay. not like they're going to send me to streaming jail for sharing my password. Probably I mean, <laughs> okay, if the worst possible outcome is that someone has to pony up the extra $3 a month, then that's what happens. But the I mean, way I see it, it's my account. I, I'll still be able to watch whatever I want. So, you know, whatever. And <laughs> <In> all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think they would because the idea would be to keep and expand, right, the number of users. In all honesty, I got to tell you, letting more people use the account is a good way to get more users because how. Uh, my brother or my, my dad and stepmom got their own account because they were using mine forever. Was they just got tired of having to share it? And we we could have ponied up the $3, but then they decided they wanted full control in time. So they got their own account. So I think the key, key is to have that. Because at some point, the person who's actually in charge of paying the bill, right, it's on their credit card statement month in and month out, they start getting annoyed. And then they're like, oh, we can't point it for enough screens. They might just start kicking people off and say, like, get your own. It's been known to happen, Netflix. Look, this is the business strategy. And the the reality is, is there really any kind of downside to doing it? we get uh, Dan on the line. Dan, sharing your password. Concerned whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I do get worried about it because once really? you give someone your password, they could give it to someone else. I, I've well, actually changed passwords before because it got out of hand and I couldn't even use my own account. Now mm-hmm. I only give it out to immediate family. Okay, well, see, Dan, that's your problem. You should have started with that. Like, tr- clearly, it's not—it's not the sharing the password part that was the problem. You just have the wrong kind of people there because they're completely taking advantage of it, man. Okay, so here's the scan for Dan and everybody. Here's what you do. Yes, at some point they may crack out. We'll see. But I, it, yeah, Netflix—the parents crying, uh, Christmas is gone. You've lost Christmas. And then you, you wake up and there's still presents there. They're full of it. But what you do is you just divide everything up. For instance, hypothetically, say that I have Amazon and Hulu. My brother has uh, Netflix and um Disney Plus, then maybe just maybe there's another family member out there who has like Paramount Plus. And then you all exchange and you all only have to pay for one or two each, to get access to all of them. The other thing is, while there's the technology to break it down, if you can just share it with immediate family stuff within the area, makes it a whole lot easier, right? We share with maybe Ashley's siblings. They all live here in Cache Valley as well. I'd be like, what are you talking about, Netflix? I'm just accessing it at different houses. Whoa. Getting awfully suspicious here, invading my privacy, and I don't appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of great mysteries, will Netflix ever crack down on password sharing? I'm still leaning. No. Which way do you face in the shower? Because apparently there is a real difference between men and women, and it is quite divisive. When you're rinsing your hair off... And you walk up to the shower head. Do you use the say forward to rinse off with the front facing or backward facing? As you are showering, when you get ready to wash or rinse your hair, rinse your hair, right? You've suds it up and you go to the shower hood to rinse it off. How do you face? Do you face forward towards the shower head or do you face backwards? Ames with AJ on VFX because apparently there is a very, very ingrained answer between men and women. Women apparently turn around and face backwards. Men apparently kneel their head and walk right into the fire. And it is hilarious because as Ashley and I have been together, I knew that she did this and I've teased her, but we've come to accept it because we've been together for almost five years because... I lean forward. She does and I always have tipped the shower head up, make sure I get it because I'm taller than her, and she always has to make sure, and I have to tell her sometimes, she has soap left her hair. Because to me, the going backwards is incredibly inefficient because you don't necessarily know that you've rinsed all your hair out, but the the counterpoint to doing that as opposed to kneeling your head forward is that you don't rinse the water over your face as you just walk in and, quote, waterboard yourself, as my girlfriend called it, and I said, what it's not that big a deal. It's warm water, first of all. It's not torturous. I have control over it. But most women apparently lean backwards. Most men apparently duck their head forward. So, are you team forward or team backward? That is a poll today. It's on our Facebook page. Is uh, my girlfriend and I got into an argument over it in a TikTok duet, and she even said, "Team backward." Obviously, only way to do it. Other ways are crazy. James, however, is a sane person, and he commented, said, It's very therapeutic to just close your eyes and let the shower wash all your problems away. Team forward. Preach. Feels good. It is not difficult. I, somebody commented on the TikTok that I made. <laughs> What am, I, what am I supposed to do? The limbo as I do this shower? Exactly, because she kind of leans back and nudges in just as much because she wants to get her hair, but not her forehead and water run over her face because apparently we're a child, as I've told her before, and you're terrified of water running over your face. You want me to get a cup, too, and pour it over and sing songs as we rinse your hair out? Like, it's so... You duck, walk forward, rinse it out. No problem whatsoever, but which are you? Team forward, team backward. Thermo Fisher Poll of the Day on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. There is no way to figure out your pet peeves when it comes to your own house unless you invite someone over. And I don't want to say I'm overly ADD about them, but I've come to figure out what really, really bugs me. And now I need to know like how strictly, not how strictly, how sternly I need to enunciate them as someone visits because it's bugging me. It is bugging me that they're not being followed with a house guest. It feels a little bit too much to write down, quote, house rules. And I wouldn't even consider them that. But this is this is the conflict between the part of me that is trying to turn somewhat into my parents and the part of me that's like, no, that's not gonna happen. I'm still cool and young. AM's with AJ, it's the goals gym debated VFX. I consider myself pretty easygoing. My buddy is staying this last day he's gonna be here. And he's been crashing on my couch, which is a choice he makes because I can certainly understand at this point in time, be like, ah, couch isn't good enough, but I'm happy to put him up and save the money. Here's the thing shoes, whatever. Well, I take that back. <laughs> See, the list keeps filing up. If it's wet out, I don't like people wearing their shoes through the house. Don't track the water through the house. Luckily, that has been a problem for him. And plus, we didn't really go outside yesterday, so it didn't matter with the snow or whatsoever. Here's the thing. There's two things that have really bugged me. And I feel like I established the first one, sort of. So he's sleeping on the couch. And I guess the question is, do you really make your bed every day? Because if not, then I guess I can't hold him at fault for not making the couch. But to is a stupid little trick that is not clever whatsoever to keep your couch from having to stink and figuring out how to clean it. But blankets over it. Yeah, it may not look the prettiest, but people like blankets anyway. And that way you can just wash the blankets and keep the couch relatively clean. Now he does crash on the couch to sleep. And so it's understandable it's disheveled. But <laughs> legitimately last night there was a point where he got up to go to the bathroom and I was like, babe, hold me this, hold this for a second. I'm gonna make the couch real fast. And I read a comment I was like, It's like having two with you because she always knocks the blankets off the back. It's always over. So I fixed it. And I would like to think that, that is the memo and I said, you know, hey, I like to fix the couch. You know, it's my lazy hack to you know, make sure you don't the cla- couch doesn't stink. We just wash the blankets. But it hasn't been done. And that has bugged me. The second one, I feel like, is common sense. I do not like drinking tap water. I drink it out. I like running it through a filtered pitcher. It would seem commonplace, right, if you empty something to to fill it back up. Now, we, make, we have sweet tea at the house all the time. He empties that. Ask a question. I'll take care of it. That doesn't bug me because at least you put in the effort, right? But so many times this weekend... I have had to fill up the pitcher, and it's not a big deal, but that's why it's a big deal, because it's not a big deal for you. You set it down, you turn the sink on, you let it go, sh- and fill up, and then you just put it back in the fridge, and it does its thing while it stays cool. What? Why? Why? And And again... Long run, are they a big deal? It's nothing in the house being destroyed. I honestly can't even complain about friend visiting, not picking up their slack. Much better job of that this time, though I did find out mom listens to the show, so maybe that's what it was. But, but, do do I have to write down the rules for people staying? like, hey, here's two things. Just fix the, it just feels, it feels dirty. Like, I feel like, it feels like being in. An evil adult who's just like, hey, all right, here, you could stay here, it's cool, but you gotta do these things. You gotta, do, hey, do these things and we all have a problem. It just feels like, like it feels too much like we're not best, but I, I can't. Just saying it out loud makes me feel irritated. It's not like our friendship's gonna be affected because he didn't make the couch, so He's gonna have a slight annoyance and I'm gonna have the luxury of complaining about it on AMs with AJ. But, 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 he also gets leeway because he's one of my all-time best friends and I've known him forever. Anybody else was to magically crash my house. I have a feeling I would be much more irritated. I think in that case, maybe just maybe that would make me feel comfortable. Like, here's the rules. You better follow them or you're out. I, that's how it is. <sighs> but at the end of the day, this feels like the part of me that's trying to change into my father's coming out and be like, it's okay. It's your house. Establish the rules. Which just, I, I, I don't like. Because it's just getting older. Unfortunately, part of that is managing a budget. Then it gets even more complicated when you're in a relationship, and I'm just curious, trying to plan for vacation and for the rest of our year, what have you found to be the toughest part of managing a budget? I told myself 2022 would be the year with low expectations. Let's just make it through for once and not have everything that's happened in 2020 and 2021 repeat itself. I didn't know that meant that it would be the year that I just slowly change into my father. AM's with AJ on VFX. It's the goals gym debate at 8 I have the urge to tell my house guests not following the rules that I've somewhat established. Hey, you want to do your own thing? Get your own place. I'm freaking out about stuff being plugged in, trying to unplug it to save money. All of that. And now this feels like it's come all the way around and I'm talking about budget now for what it's worth. I've been handling the budget since Ashley and I moved in together and we've been living together for it'll be coming up on five years near the end of this year. And so it's not a big deal, but you know, stuff comes up. She had to buy a new car. I made a major purchase at the beginning of the year. There are things here and there that are scattered about that make it challenging. And I was just curious as I now feel the transformation, like me sitting late night as my dad would with his glasses down to the bridge of his nose, looking over notebook as he's writing down numbers and budgeting and all that. What was the toughest or what is the toughest thing when it comes to maintaining the family budget? Kings and queens of the finances in the house, Max on the line. Max, what is it tough? What do you find toughest for you? The most stressful part is just budgeting. I wish I can give my kids all the toys and clothes in the world, but I would rather put that money towards their college funds or a car or something they could use later on. How dare you? But yes, good job, Max. Because I feel like, to a certain extent, go through all these phases. I tell you, the holidays are the worst, right? You tell yourself, like, I deserve this. I deserve this. And if you budget for it, great. If you set aside money and bought it, Kudos to you, but there's also that ner- that uh, urge. You're like, ah, I haven't spent that much money myself. Let's just and then, look. You got a rainy day fund. You got money for you, all for it. But I think especially early on, you start to make money, and you're like, ah, pff, I'm making more than I had before. Let's do it. Let's spend money. And that's what you got to fight. I'm not saying you can't splurge on yourself, but it's that urge to be like, well, I'm I'm doing fine. Like I'm making this much. The bills are good. Because that that stuff adds up. It adds up in a hurry. What is the most frustrating thing about family budget, uh, Tori? What uh, what is it for you? I think the most stressful part is having to break it to your kids that there's not enough money in the budget to do what they want to do. My son has been begging me to sign him up for Ninja Warrior classes. And every month I get this huge pit in my stomach when I see that it just isn't in the cards. That sucks. Yes, that. Not the kid part. But here's... Here's the deal. This actually came up this weekend, and I, I hope that you figured it out, Tori, and the kid gets to have those classes, but uh, Ashley has a sweet tooth, and again, to further to further drive home the fact that I'm becoming a meme of my parents, she likes candy. We have a bunch of candy at home. Yes, there's candy at home, and this is not like, no, no, you get there, and you're like, oh, thanks, it's that and candy. We have, like, drawers of candy, but... She caves and she'll buy her other stuff and again, She makes her own money. She lasts spend on whatever she wants, but it frustrates me because she's like, "I wanted to buy this candy. We have candy at home. There are drawers and drawers of it. Just put a damn some of it before you eat all of it." Yes, it's frustrating to tell, but like. tell the kiddos, like, we got to stick to a budget so we can do other stuff, right? You got to pay for school. We like to go on vacations. You bought a new car. I'd like to get a new car. None of that stuff is cheap. It's fun, but none of that stuff is cheap. Eat the candy at home for a stretch. (sighs) Look, I'm frustrated Tori's not. Tori, I really hope your son gets to have those Ninja Warrior classes. So while I'm unpopular with myself as I turn into my parents... Actually, someone left us a voicemail, an interesting, unpopular opinion. What could they say that the rest of us just flat out don't agree with? Well, let's just say next time you get a spam phone call, I don't know that you're going to agree with this person. Just because everybody else thinks that or likes it doesn't mean you have to. In fact, the rule is you can please some of the people, but all the people some of the time, but not some of the people all of the time, whatever it is. I biffed it up, something like that. But basically, not everybody agrees on anything. AMS with AHA on VFX, and we already have Am I Crazy, where you can tell us what your opinion is, something you think, water's disgusting, whatever it is. You can leave a voicemail, 435 787 We decide if you're nuts or not. How about an unpopular opinion, something that you disagree with that a lot of people think? Rebecca left us a voicemail. Rebecca's unpopular opinion is? My unpopular opinion is never be mean or nasty to telemarketers. Those calls irritate everyone and do anything you can to get off the list but still if you get a call simply say thank you or no or whatever and hang up even don't say anything and hang up but to blow loud whistles or curse them out they're only doing a job and if you blow whistles it does it's not going to stop them it's not as if they're going to say oh someone was mean to me so now i won't call them anymore i mean you got to be nice to people See, you put me put me in a tough spot here because as the resident low road expert of Cash Valley, I still can't disagree, right? They are just doing their job and being rude probably doesn't do you anything. But I would even circle back further. Who's even picking up phone numbers or phone calls from numbers you don't recognize anymore? Thank goodness, by the way, that cell phone companies started to pick up on this one. Mine has a filter on it. Mine's an old phone. That marks certain things as spam, and it doesn't catch all of them, but it catches a good amount so I can block those numbers and delete them and ignore them. But who's answering phone, num- phone calls from numbers they don't answer anymore? Ultimately, yes, you should, you should not be rude to people. But I want to be very clear. Telemarketers is different than calling it a voice system, but can anybody else have a story? We've gotten into this in the after show because it's one of my biggest pet peeves, and Producer Butters is there with me a little bit. But one of my biggest pet peeves is I don't know what the deal is, but it seems like when you call customer service, for instance, I had a cable issue, they will always put you on the line with someone who cannot help you and will waste your time for a good 15 to 20 minutes before you finally get somebody else. I kid you not. I was using a service once upon a time and it just went out. Television, and it was cable and internet. Went out, just magically just stopped working. And I called, and they said, oh, yeah, well, we we can't get that fixed until someone comes out. In which case, I was like, absolutely not. Like, this was on, and then it was off. Something has happened. It's not going to – I'm not going to wait till next week to get this figured out. You're going to do it now. I got transferred to five different people that night. And what is the most frustrating thing – and this is a testament for why you have such a short fuse – and you shouldn't, but why I have such a short fuse each time – I said, everyone told me the same thing. Oh, we're going to have to send somebody out. We have no idea. I get to the fifth person. This lady takes 15 minutes, gets it all solved. And I asked her at the end, why could you do that? And I had to be on the phone for almost three hours to sort this out. And she has no clue. And that's fine. And I left a voicemail on her. I said, can I? Can I? Can Can you just send me a voicemail your manager? I just want to leave one. And I complained about everything else. And I said, she was great. She got the problem solved. I just don't understand why it took me so long to track this one down. And Producer Butters and I were talking on the after show with Mom. We decided, so they do. You got kind of like the first line of defense to just hopefully shoo everything away. And then eventually work your way there. But two and a half hours to get to someone that finally was it took 15 minutes and it was done. That is ridiculous. So, no, you shouldn't be mean to those people. You shouldn't be yelled at those people. Frankly, there's no reason to be tough on the phone anyway. Because there's no slamming of the phone anymore to really emphasize your point. That being said, you want a good way to get back at telemarketers and put a little coin in your pocket as well? There's a man in Texas who is my hero. We are perpetually in the age of spam. No matter what it is, somehow somebody's going to try and contact you to steal your information or just try and get a hold of you. Be like, hey, by the way, and it's annoying. Ames with AJ on VFX. Eventually our dreams will be invaded with spam. So, look, I cannot deny... Uh, Rebecca's unpopular opinion should be nice no matter what to telemarketers. Uh, Person to person, yeah, probably. I mean, most of them are machines at this point, but sure. However, that does not mean there's not a man in Texas who hasn't figured out a way around the whole telemarketing thing and is absolutely my hero. Dan Graham of Texas said on average he got about 10 spam calls a day. He said one day he actually got 24, which is absolutely ridiculous. Of course, he's on the DNC, the Do Not Call Registry, and all that. So, what he came up with and figured out is that he'd stayed on the line until he found out who the company was. Then he'd filed a Better Business Bureau complaint. So, he filled out about two dozen of those, got nowhere. So, then, in an effort to address a growing number of those, uh, he then decided to sue them. He said, because they went from one, resort, it was just, hey, we want to sell you a car insurance to text messages. Uh, he said, just blatant fraud to like, I won things. So he said he filed around 50 small claim courses cases excuse me, around about the violation of all that because he's complained he's with the BBB. He's on the do not call list. They should not be getting a hold of him. And he's won about $75,000 in settlements. And he said what he really came to find out is that uh, the companies involved don't really know that they outsource it. But ultimately, because of some of his losses, I think about a dozen of them he's won or had settlements, he's gotten like $75,000 for it. So if you're on the do not call list, if you file complaints, if you mark block and all that, maybe just maybe there's a way for all of us to track down and might actually put a dent in this because I got a feeling once it starts costing companies money, maybe just maybe they'll go back and take a look at it and go, wait, it's, whoa, 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 maybe just maybe we got to follow the rules a little bit closer because this is starting to pay out in a bunch of lawsuits, cash Valley specifically for whatever reason, get settlements out there left, right and center. No, because that one guy, AJ, was like, look, I got you. Here's what we do. We complain. <laughs> right back to it. I get right from uh, issue from a couple weeks ago. Got to find out how to get a lawyer and actually sue someone sounds absolutely nuts. I hope to never have to do it. But if it can win me some money... I mean, $75,000 would make a huge difference in all of our lives, right? And it's like, not like we're short for spam. VFX is Facebook or let trying to keep Facebook a place that is somewhat enjoyable to be and not just arguments. So if you're friends with me, AJ Knight could be your post that I like, share and uh, get up on Utah's VFX because it needs to be spread. Leonard, my friend Patrick, it's a picture of a tweet says, imagine finding your soulmate only for one day them to say, wow, you put a lot of cheese on this. It would be sad because that would be the end of that relationship. You don't need that kind of negativity. There is no limit to the amount of cheese that you should put on anything. When you go to Olive Garden, they say, say when. The only reason you really stop is, one, to save time. Two, might be a little bit of self conscious Like, how much are you going to judge me for this amount of cheese? Otherwise, you just let that sucker go. You have more cheese than soup at that point. But you you do know socially you should probably hang on for just a little bit. So, yeah, you're not going to tolerate, nor should you, that kind of negativity in your life. The AJ Knight across all social media. Utah's VFX as well. Please, please, of course, vote for Park Narcs. It is up on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Uh, someone was in a super hurry. Someone was not in a hurry, but they're both parked like absolute jack wagons. So please um go and vote for that. And if you see terrible parking, submit it to Utah's VFX on our social media. Pray for me that what happened this weekend, as I already told the story embarrassingly, more so, I think, to my girlfriend than me, but I told, never happens again. Always stay hydrated. Drink your water. If you miss any of the show, search for Utah's VFX anywhere podcasts are. And until tomorrow morning for AMs with AJ, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks for listening to VFX.